Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul. Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast. I am your host, Milton Quintanilla. And thank you for joining me once again on the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast devoted to biblical truth and sound doctrine for your soul. And on today's episode, I am going to be discussing three dangers of false doctrine. When it comes to false doctrine, it is a it is either a distortion or contradiction to what God has said in his word. And as we know, there's tons of false doctrine in the world today, whether it's universalism, which basically says that everybody can be saved regardless, regardless if you're not a Christian. Anything that waters down repentance, the wrath of God, that denies Jesus as the only way to the Father. False doctrine is everywhere. And Sally... Many have fallen prey to false doctrine in the church. Now, in today's episode, like I just said, I'm going to be sharing with you three dangers of false doctrine. And what are the three dangers? Number one, false doctrine is deceptive. Number two, false doctrine is divisive. And number three, false doctrine is destructive. Okay, those are the three dangers. So... Let's begin with the first one. False doctrine is deceptive. And I'm going to begin with a text here from 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Second, that is 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 14. And no wonder for Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their actions. Right here and there, we automatically see that if we want to understand deception, let us begin with Satan himself. He is, as the text says here, he is an angel of, he disguises himself as an angel of light. Uh, or if you look at Jesus' words in John 8, chapter 44, he says of Satan, when he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Okay, so when it comes to false doctrine, it is deceptive because it is primarily satanic. We see it. We see Satan deceiving people all the time. I mean, just look at look at what he did to Adam and even in the garden. Has God said, right, in, in order to, to undermine what God ha- has told Adam and Eve, don't eat the fruit of the tree lest they die. Or we, when we think of Jesus in the desert where Satan tried to tempt Jesus and, and say, if you are the son of God, why don't you turn these stones into bread? And we we and automatically we see that saying he he is a liar, he's a deceiver, and when it comes to false doctrine, at his root it is satanic because it is meant to distort you. It is it is I'm sorry. It is meant to distort the truth. It is meant to deceive you. It is meant to pull you away from the word of God. And because false doctrine is deceptive, many believe that what is taught from most pulpits today is the truth rather than a lie. Right and Sally, we have exchanged the truth from a lie. People have have rather would rather accept darkness rather than light. If anything, they see darkness as light and vice versa. And and because false doctrine has permeated the church so much, many have adopted deception as the worldview or theology. To put it in other words, many people in the church today are at risk of believing. That heresy, 
that false doctrine is biblical Christianity. For instance, think of the prosperity gospel where it says that God wants you to be healthy and wealthy. And many people today believe that that's, that should be the standard. That if you're not healthy, if you're not wealthy, then something is wrong with you, then you lack faith. You got to speak into existence. You got to sow a seed. As the prosperity teachers like to teach, and for, for many they believe that that's, that's biblical Christianity. When it's not biblical Christianity, it is complete distortion of biblical Christianity. It is complete distortion of the gospel. It is deception all around. Additionally, when you challenge people who have subscribed to false doctrine, who have embraced false doctrine, to challenge them, to call them out on it, can be discomforting to them because, again, they, they've come to see it as truth. And anything contrary to that is false. Okay, so for instance, I remember, uh, think of the text, Jeremiah 29, 11. Okay, and I'm going to read it to you just as a refresher because I believe it's very important to, to, to understand what I'm about to say by reading the text to you myself. Okay, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and hope. Okay, that's Jeremiah 29, 11. Why did I pick Jeremiah 29, 11? Because it is probably one of the most, or if not the most popular verse in Christianity today, I would say, next to John 3.16. And when it comes to Jeremiah 29.11, it is usually used as a text for material prosperity. As soon as you read the text, you say, oh man, this text means God wants me to be prosperous. When the text itself, in context, has nothing to do with financial prosperity. It has Everything to do with God restoring the people of Israel after they have sinned against Him for their idolatry. So it's not a call to prosperity. It is a call to restoration. And God reminding them that He has not forgotten about them and He's going to prosper them, meaning that He was going to restore them back to the land of Israel and is going to give them a future and a hope. And for us as Christians, we recognize that hope is ultimately found in Jesus Christ. Our Lord and Savior is not found in material prosperity. It is not found in the riches of this world. It is not found in being successful. It is only found in Jesus Christ. So when you address the text in context of people who believe the the, the common view of Jeremiah 29, 11, which is material prosperity, people will say, what's wrong with you? What, it's not true. Like, how dare you? And I've seen, and I've seen it many times, in, whether it's in my own life or I've seen it in other people's lives. As soon as you call out, a favorite text or a favorite a call out a, a false teacher people get mad because they're like they're because they've grown accustomed to that and that's what makes false doctrine so deceptive because it and uh, you end up becoming blind to the truth okay and another text as another example is third john verse two beloved which reads beloved i pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers and prosperity teachers will say oh bam look Here's another text that that means that 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 entails financial prosperity. But when you look at the text in context, it is a greeting. It is it is nothing different than me telling one of my friends, "Hey, what's up? How are you? I hope you're doing well," or just me wishing them well in their future endeavors, whatever they do in life, right? You know, just just or just a you know just a nice gesture as a whole, right? I pray that God would would just guide you into everything that he's called you to be that he would make he would make you the person that he has called you to be that he would always protect you and guide you 
throughout life. And it's just really just a, a, a meaning of well, of well wishes. Not, oh man, this is a, a text for financial prosperity. No, no, no. It is not. Anyway, so when it comes to false doctrine, point number one, it is deceptive. Okay? It is deceptive. Now, point number two, the second danger to false doctrine is that false doctrine is divisive. And this kind of picks up from point one for that, based on what I just said, that when you confront somebody who is into false doctrine, it's come to believe false doctrine, you confront them with the truth and they won't, they will, they won't, they, they are, they are not going to want to hear it from you. And it's sad because many people today are in the church today are divided, whether it's amongst friends, whether it's family, it can definitely and 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 it can equally, it could even split a pastor from their congregation. Meaning that if a pastor, let's say a new pastor comes in, right, and and the church normally was accustomed to hearing sound biblical truth, but then new pastor comes in, he starts preaching a completely different message that is contrary to the Bible. He starts inviting false teachers, and then you have the congregation challenging him on for being complicit in false action for embracing false doctrine, for embracing false teachers. And the pastor, in response, is like, well, who are you? You got, you guys have to listen to me. I'm your pastor. How dare you? If you don't like what I have to say and how I do ministry here, then you can leave. And sadly, that's been the case in, in, in many churches where, past, where pastors, they refuse to take accountability for themselves. It's my or otherwise it's my, you know, and in other words, it's my way or the highway. And and that's what happens with false doctrine. It becomes divisive. It can definitely split a congregation. It can definitely, sp- and like I just mentioned, it can definitely split a pastor from the congregation, or even vice versa. Where whereas a pastor wants to preach true doctrine, congregation is gonna say, "I this is I I don't buy this. You're, I I don't want biblical truth. This is not what I've been taught. This is not what I want to hear." And they'll find a church that caters to their carnal needs because at the end of the day, it is carnal. It, it, it is contrary to God's will. It is contrary to biblical truth. And anyone who wants to embrace false doctrine, whether it's a pastor or a congregation, beware because that could show that may, perhaps maybe you're not saved to begin with. Whereas there are other people who perhaps they are saved, but, at the, but at right now they do not know they have not come to see the light yet when it comes to biblical truth. That they just they just go by what's being taught to them, whether it's in their church, whether it's on on TV. I mean, think about all the televangelists. I mean, they just the popularity they've been able to achieve through media, and it's sad because when you look at t, uh, Christian TV today, a lot of it is false, and that is broadcast throughout the airways and in millions and millions of homes, and it's no wonder people get to see it because that's that's all they've become accustomed to. Okay, so is there's definitely need for 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 sound preaching. Okay, and uh, additionally, when it comes to false doctrine being divisive, it is divisive, in a sense where it can definitely be uh, the litmus test for whether or not one is a true believer. Because when it comes to false doctrine, false doctrine can definitely separate the sheep from the goats. Whereas the sheep are like, no, I don't want this. I want biblical doctrine. I want the Bible. I want the Word of God being preached. I want expos. You know, I want the Bible preached. First by verse, I want expositional preaching. I want the Bible preaching context. There are other people who say no. I want to, uh, I want preachings that appeal to my needs. 
want preachings that uh, that make it that make it that make it all about me and that is more self-help if anything and those type of messages are divisive because it, it can definitely separate the sheep from the goats it can definitely it can definitely give evidence as to whether or not this church is a true church or a false church okay and ultimately uh it, it can make a, a a false church or false believers ripe for god's judgment because because it is it's a reproach on god and if anything god gives them up to their carnal desires and 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 that's and that's terrifying that's that's definitely terrifying all right and point number three false doctrine is destructive false doctrine is destructive in james chapter 3 verse 1 it reads not many of you should become teachers my brothers for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness and in first peter chapter 4 verse 17 says for it is time for judgment to begin at the household of god and it, if it begins with us what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of god okay so in this third point false doctrine is destructive it is destructive because it ends in judgment the judgment of god the wrath of god that is to come and it is coming soon my friends and for anyone who is a preacher beware because you will be judged i don't care how many books you've written i'm mean, i don't care how many followers you have on social media i don't care how much money you have if you're somebody who preaches false doctrine and you do not repent you will stand before a holy and righteous god and the same for us as believers as professing christians judgment begins in the household of god because god calls his people into account first we are accountable to him yes the world is going to be judged yes the world that doesn't believe in god will be contem condemned but there will be christians who who think who are who think they're christians but as jesus says in matthew 7 depart from me you workers of iniquity i never knew you Okay, and that text is is so terrifying. That text is so terrifying. That goes to show that people, even though they've gone to church all their life, even if they established a ministry, even if they they went to Bible college or seminary, they never had a relationship with him. And sadly, when it comes to false doctrine, it can definitely divide. It can definitely keep somebody from knowing the truth because they've come to accept the truth. But then that goes to show they, they didn't have a real relationship with Christ because anyone who does have a real relationship with Christ is somebody who is going to to know him and want to know God and is going to want to grow in Jesus Christ. I think of Jesus in John chapter 10 where he says in verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Okay? And those people, the true believers of Jesus Christ are those who will know Christ and listening to his voice when it, when he reads his word because when they read his word because when the word speaks god speaks christ speaks the holy spirit speaks that is where it begins that is how we can distinguish true doctrine from false doctrine it is through the word of god and for anyone who is who doesn't want to hear christ's voice who doesn't want to hear the voice of god or people who don't want anything to do with his word they would rather go with false doctrine they would rather go with 
some type of audible audible voice that they claim is from God, but ultimately is deceptive, that leads them away from the scriptures. Because if God really does speak, and if he were to speak to us, he would make sure that it is in conjunction with his word, not in contradiction to his word. Because otherwise, then it's no longer God. It's 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 satanic. It's it's evil. That is why, with so much false doctrine in the world today, we need biblical truth now more than ever. Because at the end of the day, there's only one way that false doctrine leads, and that is God's judgment to hell. Okay, we must get back to the Word. We must get back to sound doctrine. We must get back to the to theology. Most importantly, we must get back to the good news, the gospel. The saving message of Jesus Christ. The good news unto salvation. For the church to grow is not based on the sizes of the congregation, but whether or not they are growing in the Lord and His Word. And for preachers, they must be good stewards in the proclamation of God's Word. And for us as God's people, we must be good recipients. The church must be good recipients in God's Word and hearing it and living it out. Okay, accepting the truth and the false. Okay, and be and being able to distinguish truth and the false because that's another thing as well when uh, when it comes to false doctrine that the danger of it is that it, it it really gives people believers no discernment. And I would the strongly encourage you to check out my series on discernment, uh, which is episodes three and four. I'll, I'll link it in the description where I talk about the importance of building discernment, the importance of cultiv- uh, of understanding what is true doctrine what, what, from what is false doctrine. And no one, the best way to do that is by getting back to the Word of God, okay? And sadly, discernment is the lost start in the church today because not a lot of people are, 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 have, are embracing the Word of God today. Or if they do read the word of God, they are usually twisting the text because usually the preacher distorts the text itself. But we must learn to read the word of God, understand what what it means according to what it says, and live it out. And that's what true ministry is all about. It is not about charades. It is not about gimmicks. It is not about self-help messages. It is not about you. It is about God. It is about His glory. It is about Jesus Christ on display it is seeing God move through the Holy Spirit and through His people and the Spirit's power and through the Word of God. God will move, my friends, and He primarily moves through His Word and through His Spirit as He sanctifies our, our hearts and, our, and renews our minds for His glory. We must be faithful to prioritizing God's Word above all else. Okay, There are no quick fixes, no shortcuts, and no alternatives. It is just the pure, unadulterated word of God, except no substitutes. So that is the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I know there's definitely a lot of dangers with false action, but I feel like these three is, is a nice is a nice place to start. Okay, so to review, false action is deceptive, false doctrine is divisive, and false doctrine is destructive thank you for listening to the first podcast for more information you can follow me on social media and you can also subscribe to my youtube channel where i upload every episode and clip um and, and if you would like to donate to the first podcast you could do so at anchor.fm slash for your soul slash support 
And please leave a five-star review on wherever and get your podcast. I would really appreciate it. And until next time, this is the Forest Hill Podcast, a podcast for your soul.